It has to match the podcast setting, though. <laughs> that does not match. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, well, what are we talking about then? Stepping right. out of our comfort zone. Stepping that could be a good segue. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, welcome to the first podcast of Valerie and Benny. Yeah, we don't have a name. We don't have a name yet. So um, we'll figure that out. Perhaps you guys can help us out with that. So, Valerie, why don't you tell us why you're here? <laughs> Because you asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> That's it. So, you got yes, that one right. I am Valerie. I am your brother. I mean, I'm your sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is so kind. far, so good. So far, so um, good. No, anyway, yeah, Benny asked me one day, he said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast? And I'm like, let's do it. Let's try it. Um, you told me that you were actually thinking about doing a podcast. Many years ago, when I had Coco's Paleo Kitchen, a few people said, hey, why don't you do a po- podcast? But I didn't want to do it by myself. So this is like a perfect opportunity to finally do something that I guess has always been kind of in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of doing Coco's Paleo Kitchen or the whole reason why you would even want to do a podcast is what? I'm very focused on health and wellness, but let me start, let me go back. I want to tell these people who I am, because if you're listening and you don't know who I am, I want you to know that I am a wife of, from, I'm a wife to Peter and I have three beautiful kids. They're grown adults and I have two beautiful grandbabies. Yay. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just love my I love that my grown children want to hang out with me Mm. love it so it's just one of those things where you raise your little kids and then you're like well hopefully we can be friends someday and we are and it's wonderful and then being a nana is also the best yeah one day yeah so I am your sister I mean brother (laughs) (laughs) I did that on purpose so uh I am your brother I'm the youngest there are actually uh three of us and our, our other sister is not big on being on something like this. So, uh, so there's the two of us right now. So I have two daughters and been married for 34 mm. years this year. Call the cops. Oh, she said 32. 32. <laughs> Call the cops. <laughs> so we've been married for quite a long time and we have, um, we have our two kids. Our, one of our kids, they're both grown up. One of them still is here, um, meaning living with us. And then, um, and the other is recently married. And um, yes. we're waiting for them to have a kid because we are looking forward to the day of having grandkids as well. But when I asked you to do the podcast, the reason is because in my, my whole life has been about trying to help people. That's Mm -hmm. what I've always wanted to do. I want to help people. I want to get people to become all that they are meant to be. And recently, um, just with different things that are going on in my own life, I thought, um, I thought I really want to be able to, to influence people. And so then you, you know, you start doing stuff on social media and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then I just, I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but you and I do a lot of the same kind of stuff on social media. Yes. And so I thought, um, for me, I thought, well, and then I had a few people asking me, why don't I do a podcast? Right. And, and uh, I honestly thought, why don't I do a podcast? And I thought that that would make perfect sense. <laughs> and uh, 
I can hear that our gardeners have shown up. So yes. they're going to be uh, <laughs> contributing to the podcast today. <laughs> so at any rate, um, the, the, the whole point for me of this is I really want to do things that's going to, that's going to help anybody who's listening. I mean, it could be the one person out right. there that's listening right yes. now and we're going to do this thing for you. So the person you don't see, by the way, uh, or hear is Iggy. Iggy, we're so very thankful for all the work that Iggy is doing. Um, He is my youngest is, do you say youngest is? Youngest. Youngest. My youngest um, boyfriend. Daughter's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. So, uh, but he he, uh, actually has... uh, a lot of understanding of all this stuff since yes. you and I are completely, because my God, clueless. we would have never done this. Yeah, I was, this is, crazy. This is like amazing. Yeah. There's, there's a stand. There's a stand. Like <laughs> <laughs> stands and everything. So. Okay, so getting back to this, let me just say, let me because Benny could honestly go on forever mm-hmm. with tangents. I mean, it would be worth it. But, <laughs> but so you've asked me about Coco's Paleo Kitchen, so we'll, we'll backtrack, backtrack to that. And that was my initial reason for starting Coco's Paleo Kitchen was because I wanted to help people. Back in my 20s, I had a very disordered disordered eating problem. And we, some people call it an eating disorder instead of a disordered eating. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know why I think I say that? Because sometimes I, I, I there's, what do other people say? Um, oh, no, I can't think of the word right now. But disordered eating. Okay, never mind. It doesn't matter. Eating disorder. But my point was, is I really did not treat my body right by how I ate. Mm. I would limit food. I would, if I ate too many popcorn, and I mean, when I say too many popcorns, I mean like if I had 10 popcorns, then I told myself, okay, the rest of the day, you can only have five tomato, grape tomatoes. I mean, that's how bad it was. So... Fast forward into perimenopause age, I was like, I am going into this next stage of life and I don't know if my body's going to hold out. I don't know if my bones are going to hold out, my muscles, everything. So I switched everything on a dime and started eating real food, whole food, um, just trying to fuel my body with all the right stuff so that I could live a thriving life. Started sharing this with people and I ended up building this Instagram of 56,000 followers and so, um, and that was basically it, sharing food, um, eat, uh, sharing a healthy lifestyle, basically, by way of food, for one, by mindset, and by exercise. And then, um, so yeah, so we've always been on the same page in terms of wanting to help people. And um, so anyway, well, Coco's Paleo Kitchen, just in case you don't know, got hacked a year ago, so I don't have that Instagram anymore, but I still do that with my a daily dose of cocoa. And what I remember from daily dose of cocoa versus Coco's Paleo Kitchen is that the focus of Coco's Paleo Kitchen was food. And when you were when you started this thing again, now it's uh, you're able to just share. You're able to share a lot more than just about food. Is that correct? Yes, because a blessing in disguise. Because you used to get trolls. When you have that many followers, you get so many people that are just like coming at you with certain things, and you just have to block them out because there's. With those few people, you have all these other people who, you know, are giving you praises for your content. But I used to get the people when I would pr- uh, talk about something for exercise or if I talked about a lifestyle change or what have you, they would go, I'm here for food. Why are you talking about that? You know, and so it was like, OK, we'll just scroll on by, you know, or it doesn't 
if it doesn't pertain to you, keep moving on. Um, so while I was very sad that I lost Coco's Paleo Kitchen because I had so many con, I just I met so many great people there. Some people ended up finding me at Daily Dose of Coco, but. Um, I just started all over. I just said, you know what? This isn't going to be just about food. I'm going to definitely share my um, just healthy lifestyle. And that's all encompassing with, you know, food, mindset. Yeah. And just general wellness, exercise, et cetera. And so that brings us full circle to why we're doing the podcast now. So the the idea of the podcast, at least when, when it came into my head, and for those of you, uh, obviously you don't know me or many of you don't, but... Uh, for years and years and years, I worked in the church as a pastor, and my goal always was ultimately to just um, help people. That mm-hmm. was what I wanted to do, and I did it through the church. And uh, seven years ago, we left Ecuador where we were missionaries, and um, and all, all kinds of life things happened, and and it ultimately ended up where I'm at now, where I'm I'm I ended up being uh, a life coach. And I really enjoyed working with people and just um, just dialoguing with them about their lives and what's going on and moving them from from a place of being stagnant, being stuck, being hurt, being having no purpose, um, feeling confused, living according to like false mindsets to, mm-hmm. to talk like that. And, and then being able to just talk with people and discover and move them from that place of being stagnant to a place of saying, no, you can do this or or whatever it is, because it's always a different thing. Right. Right. And, um, but that's kind of a a niche of people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so the podcast ideas is we're hoping, or I'm hoping, and this is why I brought it up to you is let's just see if we can do something. Hopefully it's going to be somewhat entertaining at the same time that it's going to be Helpful. Yeah, Something for that sure. People could walk away. Yes, with. and that and that, and I told you even before we started, there were many times with Coco's Paleo Kitchen. I, I would think, you know what, I I don't know if I should keep spending my meals with this. I mean, it, it, I feel like I'm doing a lot. I would get a lot of people commenting. I would get a lot of people, you know, liking the. But I never had like. Um, you know, I'm like creating recipes every single week. So there was a new one on the website, a new one every single week on the website. And then it would just be like, okay, this is got to get home, Peter. I got to go create another recipe. I got to grab all the ingredients. And a lot of times I thought, should I keep doing this? Is this, am I, you know, am I spinning my wheels? And then that I would inevitably get a message that would say, thank you so much for that recipe. Thank you so mm. much for your content. You know, you've changed my life. You've changed, you know, the way I want to live my life and, and raise my children with food. And, um, so I thought, okay, I, if, even if it's just one person that you and I connect with That's is, right. is great. Yeah. One of the things I, I, it's interesting because, you know, when you're, when you're a pastor, you preach a lot, you teach a lot, you teach to large groups, and honestly, I don't, I don't necessarily miss um, being in front of a lot of people and doing that. Um, but I do miss the impact that it made. Mm-hmm. I miss when people would come up mm-hmm. and say, wow, that was really helpful. That was really, I, I'm, you know, so grateful for this or this impacted me. Or even late, hearing things later on when people would come back to me and say, man, when you shared this, that really changed mm-hmm. me and stuff. And I do miss that kind of impact. And so the podcast is another venue perhaps for us to to make impact. So mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about what we hope to, because obviously this is our first one. And so um, we don't really know what we're doing. 
So we're, we're, we're we, really just kind of like whatever. Yeah, we're winging it today because we really just wanted to introduce ourselves and kind of just get the feel of even, I mean, I've never had a headset on my head before, you know, just talking into a microphone, hearing my own voice. It's just. It's bizarre. So this is, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of embarrassing that this is the voice that you guys hear. So <laughs> when I'm here and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I know. So the, the format that we're hoping to have is... Uh, do you want me to share it or are you going to yeah, share it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the format that we're hoping to have is that because neither one of us are experts, we don't mm-hmm. want to claim to be experts exactly. or anything. So we, we just have a lot of life experience and we both like to read. I am uh, working toward a master's degree in uh, family therapy, but... I but, am not working towards a master's degree, just so we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but regardless, <laughs> even, even with that, I, I don't like the idea of being an expert as much because I, I really hope that this is more than just about expert opinion. It's going to be something about life and, totally. and how we experience life, how you and I have experienced life and what we do. And it's probably going to be both positive and negative at times. I uh-huh. mean, things that we don't do well. You were clearly, you were very good. Every time we go out, every time we do stuff, you're ridiculously good with food. Um, I am not. So <laughs> I am not good with food. I am really good with working out every day and that kind of stuff, yeah. but I'm not really good. Well, I'm really good at that too, so. Yeah, just, that's just true. So you know. Okay, so you could do everything. <laughs> Valerie's great uh, and she's the expert. So. <laughs> well, I am the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is going to, what we're hoping to, to have happen is that one of us, We'll come to this uh, podcast with a subject matter, and we'll and then we're going to basically surprise the other person with yes. that subject. And so the subject matter is going to come up, and then we're going to discuss it. And then the person who came with it will probably have some resources, whether that be something you guys can read or just a conversation, or they're mm-hmm. just going to have things that impacted them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to discuss it. So yeah. I'm throwing this on Valerie right now because um, she didn't know I was even going to do this. Ooh. Look at her face. See, and, uh, here we go. And so this is what, what this is the subject that we're going to go for. By the way, this podcast is never going to be longer than five hours, probably in the area of four and a half hours to five hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we really can talk a lot. Because we can really talk a lot. <laughs> we have a five-minute phone call in an hour and a half. Okay, <laughs> so... Um, but here, so Valerie, this is our subject matter for today. Um, I would like to discuss the whole idea of fear and mm. how fear can control us and um, prevent us from doing things. Mm. So, because I'm going to tell you right now, and I told you this when my right before you came, uh, I, I I was telling you that. Um, Patty and I were taking our walk around the uh, the block that we do with our dog every evening. And uh, she asked me, so are you excited about doing this? And my first reaction was I said, no. Right. <laughs> I actually said, no, I'm not yeah. excited. I am actually really scared. Yes. And uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, there is an excitement. There's something that's bubbling, and mm-hmm. I'm excited that to do it. But it's, um, yeah, this is, um, this is a risk, mm-hmm. right? This is not For like sure. a sure thing. And um, so there's fear. But putting ourselves also, out there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's putting yourself in a vulnerable place where who knows what's going to happen. So I want to ask you, the question is, why is there any value or do you see any value in confronting fears and going for it? And has there been places in your life where perhaps you did not confront a fear and then you regret it and you kind of go. Mm, wow. Just throw throwing that out there. That out there. Well, um, well yeah. yes. Okay. First of all, I do... I agree with you about today. You know, it's part of me was like, in fact, 
on the way here, I was talking to Peter. He's like, well, have fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be fun. Because I think there was a little bit of fear. You know, I didn't feel quite nervous, but there was a fear like, is this the right thing to do? And that's where stepping out of your comfort zone comes in, right? Because sometimes you just really do have to tackle the fear. Like I have had, I mean, we could just talk about even in my relationships, you know, the fear of divorce. I had, I was married before. How long am I going to stay in this? You know, I don't, it's fearful to leave it because this is comfortable, even though it wasn't the best situation. But, um, but what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tackling fear? Did you say yeah, heading, basically heading? tackling yeah. your fear. Why yes. is it important to, I, to for tackle me? It's it? important because as I've matured, I do know that you. And I'm going to keep using the, the phrase "stepping out of your comfort zone" because I feel like the more you sit in your comfort zone, um, you don't learn, you don't grow, you don't know how to handle the fear of the unknown. Um, this is going to sound so weird. But many, many years ago, when Peter finally started walking with me, we would be walking down the street in the neighborhood and he would say hello to every single person we walked by. And I would just be like, oh my God, I run this every day and I see the same people. I've never said hello to these people. Like I just run and, or I walk by them and I don't, I'm not mean. I just never thought to say hello. Now I'm by myself one day and I'm like, I'm going to try to be Peter and say hello to these people. And why this was fearful to me, I don't know, but they would walk by and I'm like, good morning. And then it was like, good morning. And I know that sounds so silly, but it was something I never did. It was something that was just like not comfortable for me at all. But once I started doing it, it was like never fearful again, never. And I know that's so simple to talk about, like, how do you have fear of that? But it was just something I'm not comfortable talking to strangers. I'm not a mean person, but I'm not a friendly person. I'm a, I'm a nice person. Once you know me, I'm very nice but I'm not a friendly person. I don't go out of my way to say hello. I don't go out of my way to strike a conversation with somebody in the grocery store. So that said, there's just many times that, you know, there's things that just like you say, that's a little fearful. Should I do it? What what will happen if I don't do it? What will happen if I do do it? You know? Um, Well, that's so funny though. I don't know. uh, Just yesterday, I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday, uh, I actually posted something on my, you know, who are, you know, the seven people that are following me. And I was saying, uh, and I was saying that uh, I said hello to somebody. I was on my walk in the morning is really early and it's dark even. And some guy was on the corner and he's smoking a cigarette. And I said, I said, good morning. And he looked at me and, and he looked at me a little bizarre because mm-hmm. I don't think everybody does that. And mm-hmm. then he looked at me and he's, he was kind of shocked, but then he said, good morning. Uh-huh. And then I just moved on. And it made me think of the fact that Patty and I do that. We walk around and every single time we're walking around, um, we say hello to everybody. Mm-hmm. And what, what's what's not only interesting to me about the fact that you're talking about fear, we're talking about fear and getting over it and so on. But by just doing that little step, um, my neighborhood feels like my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And even For though sure. I don't even know everybody's name, Patty's mm-hmm. actually better about that. Because uh, she'll actually ask people that she sees over and over again, "What's your name?" Oh. and then and she actually remembers their name. Wow! Yeah, and every time I've, I, I'm walking by, I say, "Patty, what's their name?" Yeah, and so she That's tells me. me. But um, but the point is, is that it makes your neighborhood feel like it makes you feel safer. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel it, it just makes you feel like it's home. Mm-hmm. And um, but in tackling fear, what I think is fascinating about what you're saying is it is a little thing, but. Isn't it true? I think it's really funny because I think we often think of the 
big things that people do. We think of these huge, um, whatever it is that they undertake. And we don't, because, I, I mean, I'm going to use something that I don't even know exactly the details, but when, um, what's his face, um, Gates, Bill, mm-hmm. Bill, he starts Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we make this, you know, it's huge now, obviously. I mean, basically, what is it? I remember there was a day that they said, um, your computer is either, either it, it's going to have windows on it. Basically mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. point is it's a huge company right. now and, and, and so on. But we see that and we say, wow, he took a huge risk in creating this huge company, but he, I don't want to say he didn't, but he, it starts with little tiny yeah, steps. You don't, sure. you don't just jump for into sure. having this huge company. Yes. It starts with the little steps. And so even the little step of saying hello mm-hmm. and doing something that's out of your comfort zone, whatever it is, is a step. You know, for me, I took the step of choosing because, uh, I, I, you know, when we left Ecuador, it was a it was an interesting situation. But then I said and and we were actually considering whether or not I was going to continue to work in the church. And then I took the step of working outside of um, the company and outside of church. And uh, honestly, it at first I thought it was great because one thing I liked was it was kind of a nine to five E type mm-hmm. job. So I love the fact that you basically clock out at five o'clock and I was done. Right. But then I realized I just, it, it was a risk. It was a huge risk and it was money. And, and mm-hmm. But I, I honestly didn't find any joy in it. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't quit, I would have been fired. And, um, and so you could look back on those risks and say, well, that was a mistake. And I don't look back no, on it because I see that's a, yeah I agree with you I don't think that anything I don't think any of them are mistakes because you learn and grow from something that's right and so I think when we you know it's the classic thing of working out um, in order for you if you're trying to grow muscle you you have to fail mm-hmm. if you are able to do that back squat every single time mm-hmm. and you never fail mm-hmm. you're actually not pushing your muscle to the max mm-hmm. it, it's 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 when you're pushing up and you're let's just say it's a back squat it's when you're going up and you can't do it and you have to bail exactly that's when that's the when you really were breaking the blood vessels and making a difference and right. and i think it works the same way uh psychologically or or emotionally for when sure we, when we push the envelope Mm-hmm. And I agree with you with the whole, because as, as, as much as I kept downplaying that fear of saying hi to somebody that I didn't know, it really did open the door for me stepping out of my comfort zone with other things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, well, if I can say hello and I get feedback from that person, then I can do this. I can do that. And it just, for me, um, I've just learned that, again, with the back squat thing, that nothing that you try that isn't that you don't actually succeed at is a failure because you tried it. And so that's what I just keep telling myself, even with this podcast, because it's like, you know what, maybe we'll do five episodes, maybe we'll do 30 and and maybe it will never go anywhere, but we wouldn't know unless we tried it. So we had to step out of that box, that fear and just say, let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And so I, I I feel like that for, for, for everything that I do. And there's, it's a really weird thing when it comes to risk, you know, in our faith tradition, I used to always say faith is spelled R I S K meaning it's like, if you, if you have a hope, if you have a dream, if you want to do something, then you kind of have faith you, you, but you, but the only way it really comes about is if you actually risk Mm -hmm. something, if you 
do exactly what you know you can do, then you're not stretching yourself. Exactly. You're not pushing yourself. Exactly. And so, in like you just said, with this podcast and what we're trying to do and influence people and hopefully make an impact in people's lives. So even right now, I'm thinking there's probably people out there that have something that right now that they they feel like they want to do, mm-hmm. but then it's like... I, I don't know if I want to risk it. I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to go for it. Mm-hmm. I, it's it, the, There's a lot of right. that fear that surrounds it. So for me, I thought it was kind of apropos for this um, for this particular podcast because because um, we're doing that very thing or at yep. least trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, and yeah. I agree with you. I think that I think that if everybody really tapped in, because I think that there's a lot of people that I personally have talked through through my Instagram um, with various things, you know, it could be anywhere from the food to the workout to whatever, or even just mindset. Um, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. What if I fail? What if I fail? You know, but what if you don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just, if there's anybody listening and just going, there's this one little thing I might want to try, but don't know if I can do it. Well, you won't know unless you try. Well, then, you know what you said? You said something earlier about your own life. And um, and I think it's interesting, too, that what does happen for some folk is they they um, fail once. And then I think my dog is, I know. is, is um, barking <laughs> in his sleep. <laughs> Sorry. So he, he, he can't be overdone. He wants That's to funny. be on the podcast. Okay. So, um, but... I think what happens for some folks is that you fail, like because mm-hmm. it's a part of life that mm-hmm. we we blow it, we fail, and and sometimes it's totally our doing the failure. Sometimes the failure has nothing to do with us whatsoever. It's it, it you know especially if it's a business thing, it just mm-hmm. it, it's not the right time or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. And um, what what some people do at that point is they go. Well, I'm never going to do it again. Exactly right. And so even like in your case in relationships, somebody might consider a divorce a failure and it's like... Well, well I'm never going to get married again. Yeah. yeah. Not only not get married again, but there's a good chance that for people that I've encountered, they put walls between themselves mm-hmm. and others, never ever wanting to expose themselves to get hurt again. Vulnerable. Yes, exactly. And so then it's like, I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. And so... Once we blow it once, we think, okay, this is the end of it forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but if you bring back in that workout analogy, that's so opposite of what you would do. Opposite. Right. You know, you failed it and you're like, oh my gosh, I almost had that, you know, and then you want to go in the next day and try it again. Well, sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's just really hard. But, but yes, it's true that we, uh, it's true that it, it, what's, I, I'm going to even go one step further and talk about, um, you talk a lot about food and, mm-hmm. and I don't want, to necessarily just talk about food, but mm-hmm. but even losing weight, a mm-hmm. lot of people will talk about losing weight, and of course they do it in January first, and mm-hmm. they say they're going to go to a gym, and they say they're going to do this, and they say they're going to do that, and everything, and then they fail, and then they don't want to do it again. Exactly right, and or they blame the diet. You know, mm-hmm. it's the wrong diet or whatever. And and I always think, you know, I think every I don't even like the word diet, but but I'm going to use it because it's the common word, mm-hmm. right? But um, I think every diet works. I just think we give up before it has the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to make the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a whole nother podcast. It is another foods. podcast because there's so much I could say about that right now. But you're right. That's yeah. another. But yeah. yeah, you're right. People will give up and say, eh, it didn't work. It didn't work. Or they go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You go to the gym for one month and you're still the same weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're and they're like, oh, forget it. Yep. I'm not going to do it anymore. Or this hurts too much yeah. or, or whatever. And it's like instead of us trying to figure out, OK, how can I make it work? What right. can I do? What is the what is. What is that? One of my favorite, well, one of the things that ever, that happened to me before I did the workouts that I do is I used to walk three miles a day, did that every morning with my dog years ago. And, um, and then a friend of mine, he was one of those, what are those marathon guys that like do hundred mile races, the really long ones? Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the, they're the, um. The David Goggins the, guys. Decaf, is it, no. But you know what I'm talking yes. about. So they do these long runs. And so this guy, he knew that I was walking three miles a day. We coached soccer together. And he said, you should start running. And I was oh, like, you I- told me the story already. Are you going to tell me again? <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> Never just mind. No, I'll no, just no. write it down in the <laughs> comment section for those of you. That no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. But what he said to me is, uh, so... I, I, he said, man, you should start running. And I was like, oh, I like my walk. And he's like, no, you really, and, and suffice it to say, after several months, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And, um, and so I did, and I just would, went outside and started running. And then, I don't know, it was two weeks later that I saw him again. He goes, and I was walking by that time. <laughs> so I, and he goes, he goes, hey, so how's the running going? I go, oh, I quit, man. I was, I was in such pain. Uh-huh. And he goes, he goes, well, how'd you do it? And I thought that was the stupidest question I'd ever heard in the world. I thought uh-huh. it's one foot in front of the other faster than walking. <laughs> I didn't understand what he meant. How did I do it? I was completely confused. And then he said, uh, he goes, no, no, no. I mean, how did you get into it? I go, I just went started outside running. and started running. Yeah. And he goes, you can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, you go one minute run, nine minute walk, yes. one minute run, nine minute walk. And he said, do that for one week. And then the next week, do two, eight, and then the next right, week, right, three, right. seven, et cetera. And, uh, and so I took him up on it. I was like, I'm going to do that. And you do that for, uh, I did it for 40 minutes. And so, uh, the next thing you know, I was running five miles a day for years. I ran fly, five miles a day, loved it, got the runners high and all that stuff. And, um, but, but my point in it is, had I just said, forget it, this doesn't work, mm-hmm. this hurts, this is, it, you got to figure out how to make it work. Right. And I never would have experienced the high, the euphor- mm-hmm. euphoria, is that the right mm-hmm. word for, for the, there's that runner's high mm-hmm. for anybody who's ever run so or, much or so. just, or even the people that work out, you know, there's something that happens yeah. to us physically physically and then it actually affects us emotionally where you just feel like wow I can do anything practically Mm -hmm. well and then in and speaking of running like I I remember the first day I told Peter I was going to run a marathon he's like you're gonna what you you're gonna go from four miles a day to 26 I go like you well I'm not gonna run 26 tomorrow I'm gonna train I'm gonna do you know I'm and I picked up a, a guide and and trained myself into the next marathon and um how heavy was the guide Get it? I picked up the guy. Um, But one of my favorite quotes when I was actually training, it wasn't the courage that I finished. It was the courage that was the courage. Wait, it was the courage that I had to start or something like that. That's that's that's, a great story. That is not the quote, but it's something like it wasn't the courage. How does it go? I'm going to look it up and put it in the show notes. (laughs) No, but the fact was, it wasn't the fact that I actually finished the marathon. It was the fact that I was able to start it and have, you know, 
the courage to do that. No, I think that what you're saying though is that I just I just read something. I either read it or or saw it on something. But what was interesting, what you're saying is because uh, I I just heard this from a some um, professional. Who, I, I think it was a some company owner. But he goes, the real issue is that some ne- some people just never start. Mm-hmm. They never start, mm-hmm. and so you really need to start. Mm-hmm. And I found that really fascinating too, because uh, because if you don't start, then you don't. Um, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And really, the biggest courage is when you finally say, just make that decision. And I just do need it. to go for it. Like I even, need- and, and the thing is, is like to actually do it because you can say all day long, well, I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to go to the gym on Monday or I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Um, but here, here it is. It's Jared Leto. He's an actor. And he said, I realized that most people don't start in regards to him um, wanting to become an actor. And he was saying that he, uh, he really felt like the he was going to go for it because the reason why most people don't make it is because they never even mm-hmm. try to make it. Mm-hmm. They never make that first step. They mm-hmm. never really go for it. And that's what kind of got him going was just the fact that he said, I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I really like that. And then another guy says, um, and if you don't stop, it's impossible to fail. In other words, if you just keep going mm-hmm. and keep going and keep going, no matter what, ultimately you will find success. But if you, if you just give up, mm-hmm. Uh, and just and say, well, it's not working the way I plan. Then, um, then that's when we don't get to experience that runner's high. Exactly. So, I don't know what you think. I have no idea how long we've been talking. We said we we're going to do Iggy? this for three hours. I don't think it's been three hours, but uh, Iggy, do you have a time? We've been 30 minutes. That's how long about we wanted to go, right? There we go. So do you think we're done? <laughs> <laughs> we won't always be this wingy next time. But, no, but, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we uh, I think we did good for our first time. I think we did good. Woohoo! High five. High five. <laughs> so we're going to leave you hopefully with this. So I'm Benny. This is Valerie. Yeah. And we're excited that you guys are joining us on this little journey. If you are just dealing with fear right now, we're just going to encourage you to, to go for it. Yeah. Um, don't don't sit there and just think, you know what? This has never worked before. You know, I've tried something before. It's just time to start. Go for just it. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, they should be a that logo. Should be that. a logo. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it, folks. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look forward to being with you guys next yeah, time. Till next time. Bye. Ciao.